0: section 9 of selections from the table talk of martin luther this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by bill mosley lano county texas usa selections from the table talk of martin luther by martin luther translated by henry bell section 9 of god's work part two that god is willing we should make use of his creatures our loving lord god is willing that we eat drink and be merry and make use of his creatures for therefore he hath created them he will not have that we should complain as if he had not given sufficient or that he could not maintain our poor carcasses only that we do acknowledge him for our god and thank him for his gifts that god fills the bellies of the ungodly but he gives the kingdom of heaven to the good and godly we believe said luther that god will give to us no better things than he giveth to the rich ungodly wretches in this world to whom he gives an overplus and the fill of good wine money wealth power honour and all things that they would have or can desire but the best wealth and treasure which they do not desire he denies them namely himself but he that hath not god let him have else what he will so is he notwithstanding more miserable than was lazarus that lay at the rich man's gate and was starved to death but it will go even so with them as it went with the glutton that they everlastingly must hunger and want and shall not have in all their power so much as the last drop of water etc. if then said luther the almighty and liberal god in such wise doth heap blessings upon his worst enemies and blasphemers with all manner of temporal goods and wealth and gives to some also kingdoms Principalities, etc., then may we, that are his children, easily conceive what he will give unto us, who for his sake must suffer, yea, what he hath already given us. He hath given unto us his only begotten Son, and with him hath bestowed all things upon us, so that through him we are God's children, and also heirs of his celestial treasure, and are co heirs with Christ according to hope court cards god regards ungodly great potentates kings princes even as children regard playing at cards while they play and have good cards they hold them in their hands then afterwards when they have bad cards they are weary of them and throw them under the bench just so doth god with great potentates while they are in the government and rule well he holds them for good but so soon as they do exceed and govern ill then he throws them down from their seat as mary sings and there he lets them lie ut regim denae the queen of denmark that was sister to the emperor charles and king ferdinand died at that time when her husband king christian was taken prisoner who was kept in prison twenty years and his son who was the only heir of the kingdom and was in the court of the emperor, died also at the imperial diet held at Ratisbon the same year, 1541. God hath taken up and gathered together a fine and glorious game at cards. All of mighty potentates, as emperors, kings, princes, etc., they scuffle and fight one with another. Touching which, said Luther, I could show many examples done in our time. Etc. the pope said Melanchthon, for the space of these certain hundred years hath been held for the principal head of all christendom when he did but wink or hold up one finger so must the emperors kings and princes have humbled themselves and feared insomuch that he was lord of all lords king of all kings on earth yea he was an earthly god but now comes almighty god throws down the pope and wins that great king with the ace luther and there he lies this is god's government as mary sings in her magnificat deposuit potentes he puts down the mighty from their seat etc if i were rich said melancthon i would have artificially made me a game at cards and a chessboard all of gold and silver in a remembrance of God's game at cards, which are all great and mighty emperors, kings, and princes, where he always thrusteth one out through another. Anne is the four of diamonds, the Pope is the six of diamonds, the Turk is the eight of diamonds, the emperor is the king in the game. At last comes our Lord God, divides the game, beats the Pope with Luther, he is the ace. But the Pope is not yet quite dead christ hath begun to slay him with the spirit of his mouth so that he is dead in the hearts of believing christians i hope it is almost come so far that in less than two hundred years god will quite make an end of him and of that anti-christian idolatry by his glorious coming whoso from his heart can humble himself before god he hath gained whoso can earnestly humble himself from his heart before god he hath gained for god can do nothing but to be merciful towards them that humble themselves for if god should always be stern and angry so should i said luther be afraid of him as of the executioner and seeing that i must stand in fear of the pope of the emperor of the papistical bishops and of other tyrants which are god's enemies to whom then should i fly and take my refuge if i should also be afraid of god that god preserves nurture and discipline god's works and actions will be where good nurture and discipline is maintained especially in wars where a good government is settled otherwise it goeth strangely dissolutely and ill as in this time we see too well when god will confound the wisdom of the wise he makes them first mad and furious in their proceedings as he dealt with the popish princes and bishops at the imperial diet held at augsburg let the adversaries rage and swell their fills said luther and as long as they can god hath set the sea her bounds he suffers the same to beat and rage with her waves as if they would overrun cover and drown everything Yet notwithstanding, they must not pass the shore and banks, although God keeps the waters in their compass, not with iron, but with weak walls of sand. This discourse Luther held at that time when letters were written unto him from the assembly at Frankfurt concerning the papists with their practices and exploits, intending to fall upon the Protestants in all parts. The second psalm, said Luther, is one of the best psalms i love that psalm with my heart it strikes and splashes valiantly amongst the kings princes counsellors judges etc if it be true what this psalm saith then are the allegations of the papists stark lies if i were as our lord god and had committed the government to my son as he hath done to his son and that these angry gentlemen were so disobedient as they now are i would said luther throw the world into a lump mary the poor child-maid of nazareth also combatteth with these great kings princes etc as she sings he hath put down the mighty from their seat etc no doubt said luther she had an excellent undaunted voice i for my part dare not sing so the tyrants say let us break their bonds asunder what that is said he present experience teacheth us for we shall see how they drown how they hang burn behead strangle banish and torture and all this they do in despite of god but he sits above in heaven and laugheth them to scorn if said luther god would be pleased to give me a little time and space that i might expound a couple of small psalms i would bestir myself so boldly that samson-like i would take all the papists away with me by reason of our stiff-necked hardness god must be both harsh and good too i was said luther very lately sharply reprimanded and taxed by a popish flattering courtier a priest because with such passion i had written and so vehemently had reproved the people but i answered him and said our lord god must first send a sharp pouring shower with thunder and lightning and afterwards cause it mildly to rain as then it wetteth finely through in like manner a willow or a hazel wand i can easily cut with my trencher knife but for a hard oak a man must have and use axes bills and such like and all little enough to fell and to cleave it what that is god is nothing and yet he is all things plato the heathen disputed of god that god is nothing and yet he is all things him followed dr eck and the sophists who understood nothing thereof as their words do show which no man could understand But, said Luther, we must understand and speak of it in this manner. God is incomprehensible and invisible. Therefore, what may be seen and comprehended, that is not God. And thus a man may speak also in another manner and wise. As God is either visible or invisible, visible he is in his word and works. But where his word and works are not, there a man should not desire to have him for he will be found nowhere else than where he hath revealed himself but these and such like will find and take hold of him with their speculations so that instead of god they take hold of the devil and find him for he will be also a god but i do truly admonish and warn every one that they abstain from such speculations and not to flutter too high but remain by the manger and by the swaddling clothes wherein Christ doth lie in the Holy Scriptures, in whom dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, as St. Paul saith, Colossians 2. There a man cannot fail of God, but finds and hits upon Him most certainly. I would willingly that this rule might be observed after my death, namely, human comfort and divine comfort are of two sorts. Human comfort consisteth in external, visible help, which a man can see, hold, and feel. But divine comfort consisteth only in words and promises, where there is neither seeing, hearing, nor feeling. That Children Are God's Special Blessings and Creatures Dr. Jonas, inviting Luther to a dinner, had caused a bough with ripe cherries to be hung up over the table where they dined in remembrance of the creation thereby to put his guests in mind to praise the glorious god in his blessing and creating such fruits etc but luther asked him why he did not rather remember the same by his children that were the fruit of his body for said he they surpass and are far more excelling creatures of god And all the fruits of trees. By them we see God's power, wisdom, and art, who hath made them all out of nothing, hath given them in one year life and all members, so exquisitely hath created and will maintain and preserve them. Yet notwithstanding, we do not much regard it, nay, we are in such gifts of God blind and covetous, as commonly it falleth out that people when they have got children grow worse and more covetous they rake and rend all they can to the end enough may be left for their children they do not know that before a child comes to the world and is born it hath its lot and already is ordained and determined what and how much it shall have and what shall be thereout in the state of matrimony we learn and find that begetting and bearing of children Stands and consists not in our wills and pleasures, for the parents can neither see nor know whether they be fruitful or no, nor whether God will give them a son or a daughter. All this is done without our ordaining, thinking, or foreknowledge. My father and mother did not think that they should have brought a superintendent into the world. It is only God's creation which we cannot rightly understand nor conceive. I believe, said Luther, that in the life to come we shall have nothing else to do than to meditate of our creator and of his celestial creatures and wonder at the same end of section nine recording by bill mosley llano county texas u s a